Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Dramatic I don't know. Pause. I don't either. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Go find out more at midamericarv.com. As I say from time to time, now's the time to start looking. If you're planning uh, uh, traveling, maybe even spring break or the summer, now is the time to get yourself a new RV today. And I do highly recommend the folks at Mid America RV for doing so. A loaded show today. Uh, we're going to get into uh, some of this football talk. We have some. Deshaun Watson news. I know some people are afraid to talk about Deshaun Watson. Not us. Not on this podcast. We will do it. Uh, we're also going to look at some of these mock drafts that are going around. A little bit of a Derek Carr news that's happening. And also get into some of the basketball news and drama that's going on. And then we will finish out the show, as we always do on a Wednesday, with some great Would You Rather questions. Not too late for the people to get involved, though. If you're listening to us live in the call-in app. We appreciate you. Uh, you can send us a DM. You can tweet at us. Uh, we don't care. Put it out there for the public. We do tell the truth Tuesday. We're not afraid to answer a would you rather question on Twitter. It's at Mellow, M-E-L-L-O, and at underscore big country. Yes, sir. On Twitter, uh, you can contact us that way. We do scroll Twitter quite a bit when we uh, we do this show. Uh, we find a lot of the live news that's happening. Um, also, we, we do interact quite frequently with people mm-hmm. on there. Um, and you can also get involved with the call-in app once again. Uh, but let's do start the show here. Deshaun Watson. I I don't know how this happened. I don't know if maybe I just saw something scrolling by this morning, but I had it in the rundown, like Deshaun Watson update. What's happening <laughs> there? It's February 16th. Thanks for joining us. And I haven't heard anything about like a trial, settling this stuff out of court. So I had it on there. I haven't heard anything new, but what I have heard this morning is that Deshaun Watson is looking at teams, and this is according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, who is a pretty plugged-in individual, who put it out there that Deshaun Watson has begun evaluating potential fits for his services, which is a pretty fancy way of saying he's looking at new teams to play for, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings are among the teams that are on his radar at least for now, or at least two of the top teams. You know, the Dolphins used to be the the hot spot that myself included and and a lot of other people thought that would be where he would go. Brian Flores no longer there. It kind of feels like Mike McDaniel's close with Tua or wants to build with Tua. So now we get Deshaun Watson rumors with Tampa Bay, which would be incredibly scary. And for some reason, the Minnesota Vikings. Well, it makes sense when you look at it in terms of what their offense has. So you're going to get Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. The only thing is, you're probably not going to get Dalvin Cook for an entire season because I think I don't think he's yet to play a full season since entering the NFL. And the other thing about when I look at Minnesota is that defense is not very good. So unless they just decide to go ahead and spend it or go buy a defense and draft a defense this year and kind of say our offense is fine right now, we can just 
leave it as it is. We've added Deshaun Watson. That's kind of what we've been missing is like a dual threat quarterback. Then maybe you're fine there, especially if you invest in defense with Tampa. The real question is, do you keep Chris Godwin? And if that's the case, then I think that is a great spot for Deshaun Watson to go to because you get Evans and Godwin. If you lose that and you just get Evans, it's going to be hard to kind of look at some of those other receivers and go, okay, we only have like a one threat on our offense because you're probably not going to have a running back either. Like you don't, you don't have any running game. I know Leonard Fournette had a good year. He's probably gone in free agency. He's going to chase money. Yeah, that's think, my assumption. But with Deshaun Watson, I think that that's a big enough of a name of a, of a quarterback that even guys like Leonard Fournette and Chris Godwin could be like, yeah, you know what? Let's do. Let's run it back with Deshaun Watson. Yep. Obviously, Brady is amazing, but I would be intrigued to come back, especially if I'm a guy that's been there, like Chris Godwin. Say, mm-hmm. oh, I could go somewhere else, and I could try to play with this new quarterback, or I could just stay where I've been the last four years or five years now, and you know, be comfortable. I'm a guy that doesn't like change. So if it were me, and it's like, hey, we're bringing in you a, a new quarterback to you, yeah, I'll, I'll stay. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I guess you have to say this every time with Deshaun Watson. He could be the biggest piece of shit in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know him, but I do know the football side of it, and teams are talking about adding him. And there are, a lot of teams are talking about adding him. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say, no, we don't want anything to do with Deshaun Watson. He might be a piece of shit. He's a, he's a big old weirdo. That's for sure. I or, just... You know, not a lawyer. Could all be false. I don't know. So yeah. I, I'll talk about the football side of it. I have no idea what's going on with the legal side of it, but I, I kind of expect him to play this year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't got a massage at the end of the last, uh, the end of twenty twenty one, because like I've never had one. Seems pretty relaxing. And that entire time, I was just kind of thought to myself, like, how in the world did Deshaun Watson make this so fucking weird? It was so relaxing. Well, it's not just the Deshaun Watson thing. What do you mean? Robert Kraft also. Oh yeah. <laughs> made it kind of weird, as you said. A lot of people make it. Kind of weird. It's just so unnecessary. Anything. Just go in there and relax. Oh, it's completely unnecessary. This is legal. That's assault, brother. Uh, <laughs> True. Yeah. Shouldn't laugh at it. Uh, so I, I don't know what will happen with him from a legal standpoint. I know that during the season, we kept talking about, oh, once you know February rolls around, then we'll start getting things figured out mm-hmm. on the legal side of things. It is February. I've looked at my calendar a couple times today. February 16th is what it still says from five minutes ago. So I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I know on the football side of things, there are conversations about some teams. And one of those, like we said, Minnesota Vikings and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think Tampa would be a great fit. You do bring up some good points. Uh, getting a guy like Justin Jefferson and having a good target. And even for me, I look at you know some of the stuff that the Vikings have. And like, eh, maybe offensive line is not great. Like Adam Thielen's getting older. is better than what he had in, in Houston. So I think he's probably like, oh, yeah, give me, you know, Dalvin Cook. Give me uh, Justin Jefferson or some of these other young guys. But they do also have Kirk Cousins, which makes things a little bit difficult. But we saw last offseason, it's not as difficult to move on from these quarterback contracts as we thought. So I wouldn't think that the Kirk Cousins deal would be stopping anyone from adding Deshaun Watson. No. I mean, the the off-field stuff, the legal stuff – it might give some people some pause. I think that's just the reality of the NFL. Nobody's looking at Kirk Cousins and being like, yeah, we probably shouldn't add Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And the thing with going to Minnesota, too, like maybe that just gets you completely out of the South. 
And if you leave the area entirely, you get away from it, you go north yeah. where it's cold, and you get away from it, and you kind of reset yourself. Yeah, fresh start. Exactly. Almost with him. I, I think there are, are probably a couple other teams, though. I was really surprised to not see the Carolina Panthers on there. I think that's a team that is definitely up and coming. He's from, I assume, he went to school at Clemson. So it's kind of from that area. And they just, they desperately need a quarterback, I think. But they also have some good pieces like uh, Christian McCaffrey that they could surround him with. That defense. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's. It's kind of built to be a win-now team, should but be. you have to find a quarterback, and they haven't been able to at all. It's been a very big struggle for them. And, and it's weird that Carolina is in that situation where it's like, you're really going to sit with Sam Donald another year? I mean, we, we made the jokes last year, dude could even complete like a, a broken bone. It was like, ah. It's an incomplete fracture. It's like, yeah, so half of his passes. I forgot about that. I was like, yeah, so it's like about? every time I think of Sam Donald, that's what I think about, and I kind of chuckle to myself. But, like, it is weird with Carolina because I had such high hopes on them heading into this past season, and they started out fine. And then they played Dallas and then just shit the bed, and then they did the rest of the season as well. So now we sit there and we look at the Panthers and go, what are you guys going to do? And let's say Deshaun Watson does go to Minnesota. Well, that starts the chain reaction of where does Kirk Cousins go now? Right, I feel like we can teams. we can wipe off the Washington Commanders. That ship has probably sailed. That bridge has been burned. You think so? Long ago, I would imagine so. If I'm Kirk, you guys tried to honey dick me out of money, and it's not yeah, like they've changed they anything. Snyder's still there. Yeah, because yeah, maybe Ron Rivera being there would help that situation. Maybe it is like a coming home thing. But I mean, yeah, as far as other teams, there are a sneaky amount of teams that need a quarterback. Yeah, but the I mean, crazy even looking thing is they're good teams. Even looking at the Giants, it's like, are you really going to stay there? Is that the situation yeah. you want to roll with? They said they were, but I'll everybody knows see that old game. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, Nick Saban, I will not be the coach of the Alabama Crimson. Andy Dalton, QB1. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I, I think it is going to be interesting. You know, another team that has been tied to Deshaun Watson has been the Oakland, not the Oakland Raiders. That was a long time ago. The Las Vegas Raiders who have Derek Carr, and his name was kind of in the news yesterday a little bit on, on Twitter. I about said on Tinder. Uh, on Twitter, I don't think he's on Tinder. I wouldn't be if I were Derek Carr. He's married. Uh, but on <laughs> he's Twitter, done very well for himself. <laughs> uh, there were talks of his extension and what it might look like. And it looks like a guy like Derek Carr might be asking for north of $35 million per year. And I think a lot of people saw that number and started, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, how can you pay Derek Carr $35 million a year? Because he plays quarterback. Yeah. Like, that's – is he good? Maybe. Is he great? No. Is he bad? Sometimes. <laughs> that's just kind of the market for a starting quarterback. If you have a starting quarterback and he's not on a rookie deal, you're probably going to have to pay him about 35 And I mean – Sorry, I think Derek Carr's better than Kirk Cousins. I do, too. I think they're right there. They're very similar. But if I had to choose one, it would be Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins. And I almost put this out on our Twitter today, but I, I think that maybe you and I have a little bit of bias towards Kyler Murray, or not even biased, a, a negative view of Kyler Murray. Who would you rather have, Derek Carr or Kyler Murray? Honestly, Derek Carr. 
I, I think it's at least a close debate. It wouldn't be if we put it out on Twitter. But I think when you really look at like their quarterback play, uh, you know, the number of games missed, the injuries, the drama that comes with Kyler Murray, I could definitely be won over in an argument of, yeah, I'd take Derek Carr. Next five years, four years, whatever contract he takes, Kyler Murray's going to want a lot of money, probably more than 35 mil. Yeah, so and I don't think Derek Carr's ever been awful. I mean, no. he hasn't been, like, fantastic, but he hasn't been just, like, complete dog shit either. The gap between Derek Carr and Matt Stafford is not very much. Oof. I'll stand by. Like, even, like, when we did our – yesterday we were talking about quarterback rankings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, yeah, Matt Stafford kind of toying with top ten. Derek Carr's right there, like, probably top yeah. 15. So, really, the quarterback gap with him and ranking-wise, three, maybe four quarterbacks between there. That's a good Maybe. point. I was just thinking in terms of like overall time because I look at Matthew Stafford and it's the arm angle, it's a no look passes, mm-hmm. situ like arm strength. Derek Carr's got a strong arm. He's same motion all the time, but I don't know. He is athletic. Like he made a lot of plays with his legs this past season. Yeah, to begin the year, so that really helped that offense too moving forward. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Ooh, no, absolutely not," because when you really sit down and look at it, it's like accolades kind of line up. You know, pretty much in the same boat there. Derek Carr clearly does not have the Super Bowl, but he's also been in a team and an organization who continues to just <laughs> right left when you think yet. they're heading the right direction. It's like, eh, never mind. I mean, if Derek Carr is on the, the Rams team, I, I still think they win a Super Bowl. If Derek Carr is a quarterback of the Rams? Yeah. That's a really good question to put out there. Do the Rams win the Super Bowl if Derek Carr was their quarterback? I think so. I'm going to tweet that from Mike. No, I know that, that I'm not trying to hate on Matt Stafford. Again, no. I, I like the guy. I do think that sometimes, and maybe this is just like the social media era that we live in, we kind of overrate the the no-look passes and the arm angles and stuff like that. As long as you're completing the pass, I don't really give a fuck where the arm angle is. (laughs) Now, sometimes you do need to dip down. You know, we'll see like a Patrick Mahomes have to uh, curl his arm around a defender or Matt Stafford's no-look pass in the Super Bowl. If he keeps his eyes on Cooper Cup, that's probably not a completion. But the end result just needs to be a completion. I don't really give a fuck how you do it. You want to throw it with your left hand? Do it. As long as it's a completion. <laughs> like that's what you need within the ball game. So I, I do feel like some of that stuff. And it's also that recency bias of, oh, this guy just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. With Matt Stafford. On a very, very good team. One of the best, two of the best receivers in the league. A great defense with Aaron Donald out there. So I do think that we're we're getting into this recency bias with guys like Matt Stafford and definitely with Joe Burrow. Um, and I don't mean to like call anyone out, but I've seen a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people lately who watch Good Morning Football, which I don't – I've said this before, but I didn't have the NFL Network for a very long time, very long time. I didn't get it until like four years ago or something. So I've never really like established myself as like a yep I'm going to turn on NFL Network. To me, yeah. it's just something that I watch if I I know a game's on or I stumble upon it. So I don't watch Good Morning Football, but I did see this morning Peter Schrager talking about how Joe Burrow is now the guy, like he's the the dude in the AFC, and that's why I did put out our poll uh, from the Mic'd Up account of like which quarterback would you take? Like on it, let's be honest about it. If you had you know guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, if you had those guys to choose from, and, and Justin Herbert as well, with Joe Burrow, 
who would you actually pick? And I'm not looking into like the rookie contracts or anything like that. I'm just saying you have one of those quarterbacks and you want them for a game, for a season, for a career. Right now, Joe Burrow has 8.6% of our Twitter votes. He's mm-hmm. in dead last. <laughs> but I do think that there is this little bit of recency bias with Joe Burrow where people are trying to anoint him as like the next big guy. But, I mean, you're forgetting about Patrick Mahomes for one, who is mm-hmm. out of this group, no one even comes remotely close to the accomplishments. None yep. of the others have an MVP award. None of them have a Super Bowl MVP award or a Super Bowl win like Patrick Mahomes does. Yep. He's been to four straight AFC championship games. So I don't know I don't know if it's like a a Jackson and Brittany thing that's holding him back, but why are we not still appreciating what Patrick Mahomes is? That's it. Everyone's starting to pin him as the villain. The dude went yeah. from being, you know, the lovable frog voice kid from Texas Tech who yeah. makes the flashy plays and is helping Kansas City find a way back up top or be a relevant team to oh, this guy's, you know, the Grim Reaper now. He's going to finish you. He's going to kill you. Now he's going to have he's going to be the bad guy. This is like the new Tom Brady where people are just going to hate Patrick Mahomes because he's good. Probably. And you know, with Tom Brady there at the end of his run, like not even really the end of his run, like the middle of his run with the Patriots, people would always be like, "Ah, oh, he's washed." Mm-hmm. He, he's he's getting old. He can't sustain this. And a lot of people did hate him. So maybe we are seeing that transition with Patrick Mahomes where he was the lovable like new face of the league too. Man, I'm tired of seeing this dude. All he does is win. I'm sick of it. Yeah. But even when looking at Joe Burrow, and again, maybe this is just me, I would definitely take Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. Oh, same with Justin Herbert. Yeah. I mean, realistically, and that's not to take anything away from Joe Burrow. Like, the future of the NFL is very bright and exciting Those with four these four guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're all in the AFC. Right, and it's like now, which guys is going to continue to dominate? And it's really, it honestly comes down to is what general manager is going to make the most, you know, nut cutting time decisions, put your nuts on the table decisions to help surround these guys with enough talents where you're competing year in and year out, to where there is no pause or you know a a couple year stretch of like, eh, we screwed ourselves with the salary cap because right. all these general managers, I should uh, let me take it easy. Patrick Mahomes with Brett Veach and then Josh Allen with, is it Brandon Bean, excuse me? Yes. Those two general managers, we have seen completely reload their teams multiple times these last couple of years to kind of keep these runs going, especially with the Bills. They've looked great the last four years. Sean McDermott has done a phenomenal job. When you look at Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals, to be honest with you, I don't know who their general manager is. And their head coach, Zach Taylor, was on the hot seat last year because they suck. <laughs> And now it's right. like, boom! Here he is. It's I like, don't know who their GM is. Yeah, like that, and, the, and that's the thing with Cincinnati too. Is their uh, scouting department has always just been kind of laughed at in terms of like they don't pay enough or do enough to they have the smallest scouting department. Yes, in the, the NFL. NFL. And then with uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, um, I can't remember. Who, I know who I see his face in my mind, but I can't think of his name. And has done with, a decent job as well with Herbert versus Burrow. Herbert has done it for two full seasons now mm-hmm. where we've seen him be great. Burrow has done it for, I would say, one season. I know he played a little bit his rookie year, but it, didn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. Burrow was great as a rookie. Or Sorry, Herbert was great as a rookie. <laughs> and I, do, I just need to see a little bit more before I'm going to commit and be like, yeah, Burrow's the guy. Now, next year, he might light the league on fire, win an MVP, a Super Bowl, and do all that. That's fine. I'll admit if I think somebody's better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think Josh Allen is actually a lot closer to Mahomes than a lot of people think. 
want to realize. I mean, you watch that uh, in a, uh, excuse me, that AFC divisional game. Yeah, like that dude did everything he possibly could. Put the team on his back. Patrick Mahomes just was able to do a little bit more. I mean, that's that's just it. Like that's the truth of that game. And then Kansas City goes and Patrick Mahomes shit the bed in the second half of that game. Yeah, and I, we were this whole discussion started with Good Morning Football, and it was Peter Schrager, who I do like, and I you should have different opinions on guys. We shouldn't all just agree on the same thing. And, but it was the rest of the people, and uh, Kyle Brandt is the one that I tagged. They were like, yeah, I probably need to hold hold back on that talk for right mm-hmm. now because it is definitely it's definitely Patrick Mahomes. And then I do think that it's next. Even in our poll that we put up on Twitter, a lot of people are even saying, like, it's Josh Allen next or they're power ranking their guys. And that's for right now. A lot can change in a year. I think it's also crazy. We haven't even talked about guys like Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, they are currently both in the AFC and they're <laughs> – they might be the fifth, sixth best quarterbacks in there. Actually, Deshaun, go to the Vikings or the Buccaneers. Just get your ass out of the AFC. That's, yeah, or the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. That's probably why he's like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to Denver either. I'm going to go dominate over here on the NFC side. I mean, especially it. if you go to the Vikings. Let's say Aaron Rodgers does leave, which is there's still confusion on that situation of what he's going to do. Is he staying in Green Bay or is he leaving? Because if he leaves, that division is wide open. And if Deshaun Watson, if the Vikings can find a way to land Watson and not have to deal with any off-field issues or suspensions due to everything that's taking place right now, uh, boom, that is open for you to go take that yeah, and then if, hold it for a while. If Rodgers leaves the Packers and they roll out with Jordan Love next year, I could very easily see the Chicago Bears winning the NFC North. If the Vikings don't do anything at quarterback, 100% well, even, agree with you. Even if Kirk Cousins stays at quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win the division. But I do think that the Chicago Bears could have a very good season. I, I'm a big Justin Fields guy. I agree with you. It would be interesting also to see what Detroit does because they had so many games last year that came down to like a final play, like a final field goal, or they just they could, I could see them turnover. being like a Bengals team. So it's like, man, last year we we kind of sucked, but we've added some good free agents, mm-hmm. not superstars, but solid players. We picked up some pieces in the draft. And then you see guys like DeAndre Swift go off. And it's like, oh, it finally clicks for him. Yep. And you have a dominant running back or Amon's. Uh, Amon Ron St. Brown. Yeah. He, like, That's he a tongue twister of a name, and I'm proud of myself for getting that. <laughs> Amon is on the Packers. No. That's Equinemius or whatever his name is. That's right. That's a, that's a harder one. Yeah, I, I probably just butchered my mouth it. shut. <laughs> <laughs> probably butchered that one. But even you're like a TJ Hawkinson stays healthy. I, I would not be surprised if Detroit – makes noise in that division if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Yes. If Rodgers stays, Green Bay's going to win that division. Yeah, I don't forget how pissed it. off he is. <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, then it's like fighting for second place. Could the Lions finish second place in that division next year? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not betting on it to happen. Yeah. But I've seen crazier things like the Bengals. No one no one at the beginning of the season except for who is like Dan Orlovsky thought that the Bengals could be good this year. And that was if everything clicked correctly, which it did. Yeah, so it good did. <laughs> right, but even, there are a lot of ifs. Like, yeah, if or <laughs> yeah. if you put Joe Burrow on the Steelers, you'd be good. I think if, like if Baker Mayfield sucks, if Big Ben is just getting another year older, which he was, yeah. and, and Lamar if Jackson gets Ravens <laughs> get completely hurt. <laughs> You're right, and again, even like the fact that we haven't even brought up Lamar Jackson at all is crazy. He won the MVP like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, was what on is the, the cover NFC of Madden? Doing? With all these shitty quarterbacks that they have. Oh, you know another name that we haven't even brought up? 
Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Football Jesus over there didn't even ring a bell in the He's AFC. He's a kid I'm kind of like low-key worried about next year, who's just going to explode. You're, so you're worried about him being very good? Very good. Yeah, to I think with like, Doug Peterson. He's going to join this conversation of like, oh, my God. He's going to have a solid probably start to the season. And everyone's going to be going like, is this kid better than Joe Burrow? Better than Justin Herbert? Right. Or, Is this know, the next thing, Patrick Mahomes tearing up the league in a second year? Yeah, one thing that people always ask me, usually this time of year, is like, how does this quarterback class stack up against last year's quarterback class? And when you look at Trevor Lawrence, I remember people asking like, hey, where does he stack up with Burrow, Herbert, and Tua? Where would he rank in this class? QB1. Mm-hmm. I would have taken Trevor Lawrence over Joe Burrow. Easily. Especially at the time. You would have taken Trevor Lawrence over Joe Burrow? Yeah, I have the benefit of hindsight now, but back a year ago, no second-guessing it. It would have been immediately Trevor Lawrence. I I think that he could be very good. He he was in a very shitty situation with Urban Meyer last year, so I I think that he even could have been better as a rookie, but he has all the tools, all of them, and he could. He could blow up. He could have that second-year quarterback jump that we saw out of a guy even like Joe Burrow this year. And, you know, guys like Kyler Murray, I'd definitely take Trevor Lawrence over him. Justin Fields even. I really liked that quarterback class last year. Trey Lance. Yeah. I guess that's... That's that's NFC, though, but... Oh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson also were not talking about. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Yeah. I'm so excited for the NFL, man. You (laughs) have a young quarterback that you're like, yeah, we might build around him. Or you have an old quarterback that you're like, yeah, let's fucking get rid of him. (laughs) If I'm the Giants, it's like, we're not messing with Daniel Jones. Go get me Russell Wilson. Uh Uh-huh. Are there old quarterbacks in the NFL anymore? There's Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. Is that it? And Russell Wilson. I don't even know if I'd consider him old yet, but I guess he is kind of like the veteran Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's, what, 32? Yeah, but even, the, yeah, Stafford and Wilson, I think, are, like, 32, 33. Like, they got a, probably yeah, eight years left. That is weird to think about, yeah. And I, I think I've said it on the podcast before. I think Russell Wilson's going to play for a very long time. Oh, for sure. I mean, the I, way he takes care of his body, I think too. he's going to have the ability to play for a very long time. That's I think that could also be a situation where he's like, I'm going to go do broadcasting. Because he was pretty good with the Manning telecast when he's been on there. And, and he's um, cheesy enough to do it. Right. I mean, legitimately, he is. Yeah, I think you have to be a little bit corny for it to work in broadcasting. I was looking at some of these quarterback contracts this morning uh, because of the Derek Carr stuff that we've kind of been talking about. And I was looking at some of the best and worst contracts on this list. And, you know, Derek Carr uh, allegedly wants about $35 million as an extension. Uh, you, you have guys like Jared Goff that are making $33 million this year. Just for reference uh, of the Derek Carr thing. Of like, oh, why would he ask for $35 million? Because he sees what Jared Goff is making. This is why. Or Carson Wentz is still making $32 million. Kirk Cousins making $33 million. Hell, Jimmy Garoppolo is making $27 million and his own team doesn't want him. So <laughs> that's where I come in with looking at this Derek Carr situation. I think that's kind of market value for him. But I will tell you, there was a contract that really surprised me on here. And it's a guy we've been talking about a lot, and that's Lamar Jackson. Do you know how much Lamar Jackson makes per year? He was the 32nd pick, right? Yep. Is it like 4 or $5 million? 
$2.3 million. What? Is what the Ravens are paying him. That is his cap hit. Holy smokes. He's way down there. He is down there with backup quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, Mitch Trubisky makes more money than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That was the same draft class, right? He was the second pick? That, no, he was in Mahomes draft class. That's right. Excuse me. Yeah. But, I mean, Tyler Heineke makes more money than Lamar Jackson. No way. Yeah. A little bit more. It's not much more, but it's a little bit more than Lamar Jackson. It's and crazy. this is in terms from the NFL because someone's going to come in and be like, oh, sponsorship deals make up for it. Like, Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, probably so. But his but, NFL contract, he's only due $2.3 million this year. It, 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 guys like C.J. Beathard makes more. Marcus Mariota makes more. Oh, this, Joe Flacco makes a million dollars more per year than Lamar Jackson. I forgot Joe Flacco was still in the league, dude. He, yeah, he's a Jet. So uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Does Chad Henney make more money than him? Is he? Yeah, he is still in the league. There, no, I, God, he's close. It's three point two. No, sorry, one point six. He's got a two year deal. Gotcha. But it's that's pretty close. <laughs> the level of quarterback you're getting difference between Chad Henney and Lamar Jackson is pretty big. Pretty big. It's it's just it's ridiculous to me. And again, like it's a rookie deal. You're going to have to pay him. This, it, I think it's almost going to be like a Dak Prescott situation. So you're like, hey, I want back pay for that MVP season. Oh, 100%. And Baltimore's like, you can't argue that. And the <laughs> fact that he's already got you a playoff win as well. And this last year, none of it's his fault. Everyone got hurt. You can't control that. It's just part of the game. Right. But with him getting paid, like, holy smokes. I mean, he's going to get freaking north of $40 million. Yeah, he should. And looking at the top quarterbacks – uh, are obviously the the two young gunners here. Patrick Mahomes, his average per year is forty five million. Josh Allen comes in second with forty three million, and then Dak Prescott at forty million. And then we start to look at those are kind of the recent contracts. Some of the older contracts of guys like Watson that re upped pretty soon. He got thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson sitting at thirty five. Jared Goff thirty three. Aaron Rodgers thirty three. I, I think you can see that the quarterback market used to be around 35. Yeah. Now it's jumped <laughs> like almost $10 million over the last couple of years. Thanks, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, yeah, Josh Allen sliding in right after him and getting pretty close to that. I, that's the market for Lamar Jackson is going to be. I don't think he's coming in under 42 on an average. Lamar Jackson? No, he definitely shouldn't. But I mean, as time, a team. If- we kind of joked about it yesterday. It was like, if you're the Ravens, can you go, actually, Huntley does just enough as well. To where if you're the Ravens. I mean, and that's the thing, too, though, is like you're really going to have to see after this next. I wouldn't do the extension this offseason. I'd play another year with maybe another weapon in terms of on that offense and receiving. As a receiver, I think tight end you're fine, of course, with Mark Andrews. But get another you know pass catcher out there for Lamar Jackson, see how he does, and see how he's developed as a passer. And then right. go, okay, you're playing well. You're going to get freaking just broken off. But with back to Carr, I think he definitely deserves over $35 million, especially the situations that he's been in with the Raiders or because of the Raiders. Like you have to deal with, you know, John Gruden's just I, what, I, what feels like looking on the outside, looking in, the inconsistencies of what he wants to do and how he wants to go about it. You know, you're, you have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller as your main two targets. The running game, Josh Jacobs hasn't been able to stay healthy. Your offensive line's been kind of banged up all over the place. You're now starting to rebuild that. And then all the adversity that you faced and overcame this year, 
Who was the guy that kept everything together for you? Derek Carr. Who's the one that helped lead you to the playoffs? Derek Carr. Right. Is he the reason you lost? I mean, in the playoffs? One year no. ago, we were talking about Baker Mayfield getting $35 million a year. Mm-hmm. False. There's a big gap between Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr. Too. 100%. <laughs> I think Derek Carr, w- without a doubt, deserves $35 million or more a year. Yeah. And should probably go play for another those, team. Those other guys. And I'll tell you, another name that I keep looking at is Matt Ryan and what the Falcons are going to do with him. Uh, he made $30 million last year. I said last year they should have blew it up. Instead, they they did. I don't even know what you can call what they did last year. Because when they took <laughs> Kyle Pitts, it was like, oh, okay. They're going to build around these guys like a one, you know, one last shot. Not a last dance for like a last season, but they're still in it. And then they got rid of Julio Jones. And I just didn't like a lot of their moves. But, I mean, he's still on the hook for uh, a lot of money, two more years, and he's going to be making a lot more than $30 million a year. So I don't I don't know what you do with him. I don't know if he, he's one of those guys where he Matt Stafford's it and says, hey, like I appreciate my time in Atlanta. I would rather go to one of these teams that's a little bit closer to winning. Yeah. But I also don't know what the perspective is there in Atlanta because they I feel like they think they're on the cusp. <laughs> and they're not. They might be this year. Actually, I'm going to eat my words. NFC South sucks this year. Yeah, Falcons right now, could win it. Yeah. Like if I had to pick a winner today based on the rosters, it's the Falcons. That's fair. That's also assuming that the Bucks aren't getting like a good quarterback and that like Kyle Trask is going to be the star. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at the Saints, no idea. Taysom mm-hmm. Hill, have fun with that. Ian Book, have even more fun with that. And when you look at the Panthers, well, Sam Donald will see what you can do. Right. And – Matt Rule was a guy that was loved coming out of college. I never really liked him. I never really saw it with him. He's not been good in the NFL. He definitely has. I was kind of hoping for a, a lot more, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I thought the Panthers would be much better than what they have been. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, not the best quarterbacks in the world, but I expected him to get more out of those quarterbacks and have more success with this team. It's still very early. Maybe he'll turn it around in year three, but I just I haven't been impressed so far. I think that he might go into next season with one of the hottest NFL coaching seats. 100%. Just off the top of my head. That's not something I'm like researched and (laughs) planned to talk about. But I can't think of a coach that's under more scrutiny. Maybe uh, the Cowboys with McCarthy. Yeah. Even even there, it feels like Jerry loves him. Which makes zero sense. (laughs) Right. But I'd say, yeah, everybody else is probably fine. Yeah, and old Kirk Cousins. And, you know, there's also that speculation that Sean McVay will uh, retire. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Let's get to some of our great sponsors there, though. uh, You should see what happens at Miners and Monroe. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. A nice little selection of men's apparel, apothecary goods. It's so much more at Miners and Monroe. And if you use the code MikeDup10 for our online shoppers, you can save yourself 10% off at checkout. Yeah, next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about Gunspot is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout. So you don't even have to worry about an extra charge being there when you're ready to pay for what you're buying from the site. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family. And you can do that with Gunspot.com. 
All right, let's transition to something a little bit different. Uh, basketball. I'm getting what? into it. I watched some games last night, and a lot of the talk is surrounding a guy like Ben Simmons. And, you know, Charles Barkley made some jokes about it. Some other people have. I'm, I've made jokes about it. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. About his mental health. And that, you know, being traded out of Philadelphia to Brooklyn, that immediately we would see a transition in his mental health. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that he's doing a good job on this. I don't know what to believe. I don't want to question somebody's mental health. And who am I to even question how he feels about the situation? It did very much feel like this was a guy who was just trying to work his way out of Philadelphia or being like, hey, actually, I'm not going to play for you mm-hmm. anymore. So I don't know what's going on. I know a lot of people are mad online about, like, oh, don't question somebody's mental health. I, I'm sorry. It's part of, like, what we do as guys that talk about sports on podcasts or radio well, or wherever. It is going to be odd if he goes to Brooklyn and is just all of a sudden, like, I'm ready to play basketball again. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't you just be up front with us? And just, I mean, maybe he is dealing with stuff like that as part of it. Yeah, maybe so. But at the same time, just be like, okay, hey, I'm kind of having a hard time processing on how to handle this. I'm not really sure. I'm clearly not wanted here. My teammates are pissed at me. I've pissed them off. I've done about just as much as I can to burn these relationships. Get me out of here. Right. And then ownership in front office is like, well, actually, we still have like control over you. You're going to play. And it's like, ha no, we I am not. We are still your employer. Your governor is what they're called now in the NBA. And I, I don't know. I will tell you that that is the way that it appears looking from the outside in. Uh, but it is. It's a very tough and tricky situation with him. But I mean, I've seen him now, I, and maybe it was because I wasn't really paying attention. I don't remember seeing him on the 76ers bench during games. I mean, like, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out. I'm just really not ready to play. Yeah. But also, removing yourself from a toxic situation can be huge. So maybe that is part of it, too. Maybe he really was struggling with it. I, I did see some tweets that like he was talking to guys like Doc Rivers on his way out and some other teammates, him and Joel Embiid. Did not have a, <laughs> a little going away party. Stunning. <laughs> uh, but there are reports that he's trying to get back, and he's trying to get back into game shape and be ready to play. The 76ers and the Nets play on March 10th. Ooh. I'm going to need you to play in that one, Ben. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Embiid's going to knock your ass out. <laughs> right. Wouldn't tack the rim that game, bub. Uh, and, you know, Harden also uh, hasn't been playing yet for the 76ers. I'm going to need both of you there. I'm going to need it on primetime. I don't know what day of the week that is. I don't know who has rights to that game. I will be watching. What was hilarious to me last night was seeing James Harden sitting on the bench for the 76ers as they are getting absolutely annihilated by the Boston Celtics. He's, it almost looks like he has a look on his face, and I know it's just a single-shot picture, but it's like he has that look on his face like, I fucked up. <laughs> These oh, guys no. are not good. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Right, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to work out pretty well. Uh, that March 10th game, that is a Thursday, and it will be on TNT. So you get the greatness that is Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, and Charles Barkley talking about it beforehand. Uh, so it'll be 630 on TNT. I don't think that TNT will be giving up that one or yeah. any flex scheduling. But I, I'm excited to see him play. In Brooklyn, uh, we've talked about it a lot. I think it's a really good trade for both teams. And I want to see James Harden play with a guy like Joel Embiid. Good luck stopping that pick and roll. Uh, but a guy that I just mentioned, 
Charles Barkley is another guy I wanted to talk about today. Uh, he was quoted, I don't know if it was last night or if it was the other day, but Sir Charles has two years left on his deal uh, with TNT. And he has even been quoted as like, I don't want to die on TV. I don't want to be sitting next to <laughs> Shaq's fat ass and then die, which I think is hilarious. But it's, I'm going to miss Charles Barkley, but I, I think we got about two years left on him. There's no way he's done after two years. The dude is that show. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder if they throw a lot of money at him and be like, hey, give us two more. It's going gonna, gonna to look at like Tony Romo and be like, <laughs> that dude made how much? Look at Charles Barkley. Charles yeah. Barkley should double that almost. Look at all the awards that we were winning. I, I think they win like in-studio, pregame, or whatever that award oh, is. Oh, every year. Yeah. And as they should. It really is. It's the best one that's out there. Yeah. And it, it, it runs through Charles Barkley. Shaq, better NBA player. Charles Barkley, one of the best personalities on TV. Well, he just instigates everything with Shaq. So what you get out of it is because of Charles Barkley starting or creating that feud or, you know, aggravation or discussion, and then everyone else has to kind of rally it together. And then you get Shaq, he's like, I'm coming out with water guns. Hope I don't electrocute you by just, you know, drowning you in this. Right. Doing just some kind of hygiene. Yeah, it, it is such a great show. I hope Charles Barkley doesn't retire in two years. But yeah. something to at least pay attention to. Yeah, Ernie's getting up there too, though. I wonder. Yeah. I, I don't think you have to wonder about it too hard because they have their Tuesday night crew. But, like, who's going to replace Ernie Johnson? Adam Lefko. He's going to be Adam Lefko. Yeah. <laughs> and he does a really good job, too. Mm-hmm. That, like, that is his – that's his MO. That's, That's his what he's future. good at. Yeah, I, I think everybody can look at it and see that. Ernie Johnson is uh, 65 years old, and so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if even you look at him and maybe in two years you say, hey, you guys both ride out into the sunset together, and you bring in, I do think, at, like I said, Adam Lefko is probably going to replace Ernie Johnson. Mm-hmm. I. I know Adam a little bit, so this isn't like something I've confirmed or heard. But I think everybody can read the tea leaves and be like, yeah, he's next. Yeah. He does a good job for that. And, you know, another guy that has a contract up in two years is Draymond Green. Oh. And I wonder if he is going to take that replacement of Charles Barkley. I wouldn't be surprised. And that's kind of a, like a, a Man, hot topic right now. That kind of stinks, though, if, that's, if he's going to be the one that replaces Charles. Because Draymond is, like, very serious. Unless there's a side of him that we're just not seeing or recognizing. Yeah, he is pretty serious. He'll get, like, he's not goofy. He's funny. Yeah. But he's not going to be that, like, goofy Charles Barkley type. Maybe he finds a way to lean into it. I think he's also very good on TV. I'm not the biggest Draymond fan. Uh, He's a good player. I think he gets a little bit overrated because he's pretty good at everything. Yeah. He's not great at anything. He's a great utility player. He's a great defender. But, yeah, like, that's not showing up in the stat sheet. But... He's a good player. I think that it's going to be a little bit more trendy. We're seeing it with guys like Sean McVay now. They're like, wait a second. Broadcasting's a lot easier. <laughs> I don't have to be in shape. Yeah. And you're getting paid a pretty similar salary. A little different from basketball because those contracts are ridiculously yeah. high. But you're make, you've made so much money there. It's like, I don't know how else to spend this. So that money is just continuing to build up. And then you throw on TV and it's just going to be a stagnant. Boom, here we are the rest of my life. This is this is Every neat. Thursday. This I'm is great, yep. Fly into Atlanta, and I'm going to talk about basketball. Yep. And, you know, if it's not on a Thursday or Wednesday and travel day, you're at home spending time with your kids. Yeah. 
probably just watching some basketball. And I know we've seen his kid on the sideline a lot this season so far. So I do wonder if in two years it's like, wait a second. My kid's in school now. I'm not getting to see him all the time. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. So I, I do think that is something to watch for. But also, you know, the other guys that do the Tuesday night stuff. Uh, Dwayne Wade would probably be right there in line. Yeah. To take I do place. wonder how much more TV Wade will do. I don't think he's been bad, but like, is he going to be the next Kenny Smith? You know, like, is that what right. he's going to kind of be in filling those roles? Because it looks like Shaq's going to stay with it because he's done the two. He's doing the Tuesday yeah. night crew as well. Yeah, I think so too. And then Lefko would take Ernie's spot. Yeah, I think Candace Parker's very good. She's an she active is. WNBA player though, so I don't know how. And just had a kid, right? I don't know how much longer she plans on playing, or even if she. So much stay. props to her. Yeah, like I want to merge into media and I want to do this. And she's very good at everything that she does. Mm-hmm. And then Dwayne Wade, I kind of agree with you. I like Dwayne Wade. He's not like my favorite personality on there. Mm-mm. And he's also like part owner of the Utah Jazz. So how is that not like a conflict of interest? I guess maybe part owner. Be, yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm just big enough. <laughs> that it's That's just issue. a passive income, my dog. <laughs> yeah, because even if he. If he talks positively about a player, I've seen guys like Magic Johnson get fined for like, oh, that's tampering. But mm. Dwayne Wade has to do it every Tuesday night. So if Dwayne Wade is like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, I love DeMar DeRozan or whoever. I just saw this yeah. picture. Can't wait for him to be a free agent this next year. Yeah, that that would, I feel like, technically be tampering. Is the difference being a TV personality and being like the general manager of the team? I don't think you can just, like, turn that off, though. Because even with um, Magic Johnson, he was just an advisor. Yeah, but he was pretty much well, general no, manager, he, right? Yeah, he was on contract, and then they are like, wait a second, let's make you an advisor. Yeah. <laughs> then you can go recruit <laughs> players for us. But I don't know what it is with Dwayne Wade and how he's able to work around that. Maybe he's just very careful with what he says. But even if, I mean, you slipped up a little bit and were like, oh, yeah, I would love to have a James Harden type. Oh, really? Bam. $5,000 fine or whatever it is. So I don't know how he works around there. Maybe the NBA is just like, yeah, it's fine. You don't own enough stake in the Utah Jazz for it to be an issue. Yeah. But I would feel like it would be. But the Draymond stuff, I am I'm curious to see what happens with him. And, you know, I, I do think that it's going to be a trend where we're going to see more and more of these athletes retire early or not mm-hmm. even just athletes, coaches as well. That are, are kind of retiring early. Another coach that's retiring is Coach K. I'm a Duke Blue Devils fan, but barely won last night. Yeah, last night Coach K left the game at halftime due to illness. And I love Coach K. I think he's the greatest coach in college basketball, maybe of my generation. Yep. Why are you leaving at halftime though? Like I'm not buying into the illness thing. <laughs> I think this is like a. Kind of done here, actually. Heart rate's a little high. I'm going to sit it out. Which Senior riders kicked in big time. <laughs> <laughs> I just chugged a bang before this game, and it is not sitting well. Or oh, a little too much coffee before I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but John Shire finishes out the game, and it's just weird. It, and, again, even, like, going back to the Tyreek Hill, like, race thing, if you're going to run the race, run the race. If you're Coach K, if you're going to be the coach, coach. You signed up for one more year, and I, I hope that his health is good. But he's almost like an Urban Meyer type guy, where it's like, oh, my back hurts again. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. They had a losing streak. Was it? I think it was last year or the year before. And Coach K was like, ah, I'm, I'm sitting out. COVID or whatever. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Love the guy. Can't believe he's so good at coaching basketball. In but saying all that, I do hope he's okay. <laughs> I hope your health is fine. I have jinxed people before. Uh, so I, Coach I, K I, has passed away due to a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, I that hope is a fine. joke. That is not true. Do not run with that. I'm sorry. Well, clip that. Uh, but I do. I hope that he's okay. But it is. It's kind of getting to the point with the you know last couple of years of his career where he will he'll just he'll miss games. I don't know of any other coaches that are doing that. Even guys like Roy Williams that was at North Carolina. I don't remember him missing games, and he retired at the end of the year. That is a good point. I mean, it's weird that like I'm you know at an age now where I'm we're going to see these legends retire and move on, like TV coaching players. Just to watch an entire new generation or era of everything kind of start to take place. Mm-hmm. It Who's does going like to be the new top dog now? Yeah, we're getting a lot of turnover in sports, which is weird. I mean, we just talked about the AFC quarterback situation, mm-hmm. how young all those guys are. Like the oldest quarterback in the NFL right now is Aaron Rodgers. Wow, yeah. Like that's insane to think about. And then um, – you know, even in baseball, we've been talking for years about it, kind of like a youth movement. We're like, wow, look at all these guys that are super young. We should, you know, talk about them, promote them. The NBA is about to lose LeBron James <laughs> at some point within the next three years. That's going to be a huge turnover. You're really looking at Zion like, hey, man, figure your shit out. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know who's going to be the person that steps up. There might, There's a possibility, I know I said a couple weeks ago, we probably don't know if the person that's going to be the new face of the NBA for 17 years. We probably don't know that name yet. Yeah. Or they're not in the NBA yet. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be old Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga, I'll tell you that much. But maybe he'll old shock stick. me. But I, I think that there's usually even like a uh, – almost like a transition period where it's like, oh, whose NBA is it? Kevin Durant is still very good. I don't know that it's going to go to him for like a year or two before someone else takes over. I still can't believe that Giannis isn't. I mean, is it Giannis? I mean, is it pretty much Giannis? I would think so. But even like the you know the vote for the All Star game is still Kevin Durant over Giannis, and and even Steph Curry. Steph Curry's yeah. kind of sneaky old. I I don't know that he's going to be like the face of the NBA. I think he's a very good player, but I think we are going to look for that torch to be passed to somebody younger, like a Ja Morant type. Or yeah. Luca is sneaky young, but he looks thirty. <laughs> I also, I, and I don't agree with it, but I do think that there's something about foreign-born players that they're just not going to be accepted as like, oh, you're the face of the league. Yeah, you're, that, you're going to be praised idea. at a very high level. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Dirk. Granted, you know, you're going through with LeBron and Kobe at that time, right. but like, I feel like Dirk was very much up there. He's the only other foreign player that I really know that has, like, held a major impact in terms of the NBA or, like, my love of the game. I tried to mimic his fadeaway all through school. I feel like everybody has. Yeah. yeah. I got it down. It's awesome. You know, Devin Booker is a guy that's like, hey, don't compare me to Kobe. Maybe he is, like, you know, the transition from Jordan to LeBron. It's like, all right, Kobe, take over the league for a couple of years. Maybe it could be, you know, even a yeah. guy like Devin Booker. Or, Which would be exciting. I mean, yeah. it would be nice. Right I have there no in idea. Phoenix. Uh, another guy that is in the NBA and <laughs> making some news is your guy Kevin Garnett. I don't know if you saw his comments I did not. Uh, about what he had to say, but I I was a Spurs fan growing up, so it was always Tim Duncan for me. 
So I never really liked Kevin Garnett. I'll just be honest. That's another one of those guys that I don't really care for. But Kevin Garnett said, um, he was talking about the state of the NBA and all the stuff on, on a podcast. And he said, everybody's just running from the grind nowadays, teaming up, teaming up with each other. Back in my day, we did it the hard way. If you can't win alone, you're considered a bum, period. What? What? Kevin Garnett, Boston Celtics. <laughs> what are you doing, Kevin Garnett? I, I don't remember you winning in Minnesota, Bob. Yeah. Like, how, how long did you spend there? I, yeah, right. I know a lot of people like to look at LeBron and, and Chris Bosh. Like, oh, that super team. And there have been players before. Charles Barkley did it with Clyde Drexler and Akeem Elijah won. And we've seen guys like Carl Malone go join a young Lakers team trying to chase a ring. I think the first super team was the Boston Celtics. Uh, that was Ray successful. Allen. The first successful. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Because they weren't guys that were at the end of their career. They were guys that were still kind of in the peak of their career. <laughs> yeah. They were the first super team in the NBA and went and won a championship. And you had a young point guard in Rajon Rondo who was an excellent playmaker. Yeah. I mean, to create every, everything for everybody else. So how can you talk shit on super teams when you were – maybe even if you don't want to say they were the first super team, they were one. They got together and built this thing and went and won a championship. And even like, okay, so they signed some free agents. They did some trades, whatever. I'll get on board with that one too. Kevin Garnett never won one by himself. So Kevin Garnett quoted himself as, he's a bum. <laughs> never won one alone. <laughs> He's a bum. Even in like, man, since Jordan, the only guy that I really think that comes to mind that like won a title by himself is probably Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I know he played with Gasol and had some other players, but they weren't good. That was not a super team. Yeah, like they had to go. They went through a legit rebuilding process after Shaq, where it's like, okay, who's our point guard now? Transitioning into okay, we have Powell, but I mean, it took like. Two or three years before they looked at Powell as like a true, mm-hmm. we can use you at the end of games. We can use you as a weapon. It was more of like you're just a role player and he was old. who does an excellent job. Yeah, and he you very know, much like, was. LeBron has always had good teammates around him, obviously. Even with the Cavs, even with the Lakers, he had Anthony Davis. Uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors, it was always Curry, Clay, and Draymond. So, like, they always had three good players, which they are, they established them themselves, but they had those guys. So I wouldn't even say that they won it on their own. The Spurs had Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan. So, like, none of those guys, quote-unquote, won it on their own. Yeah. That's, it's, that's most of the championships. LeBron, Curry, and the Spurs over <laughs> the last 20 years. LeBron, Kobe, Steph, Spurs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kobe's really the only one that's like, oh, yeah, you did. You did kind of do this on your own. Hell, With take the, it back to the Jordan era. Yeah. Jordan always had Pippen and Rodman and guys like that, so he never did it on his own. Yeah. And even when you look at the the thing with the Spurs, it was like that was built in-house. Like they, right. they built that. It like wasn't like you went abroad. Like even getting Kawhi Leonard, you drafted him. Yeah. I, and I feel like you get more credit for doing it that way. 100%. Yeah. That's why I respect, you know, like – pop and the Spurs so much yeah. it's like you it's guys have done it with the, the right Warriors. way and when you watch them play basketball and everything's clicking it's like that's how basketball should be played yeah, yeah it's beautiful and I love having uh, Clay Thompson back too but it is kind of crazy to look back at like who has actually won one on their own yeah 
insane Clay Thompson, like the Warriors too. Like, you know, they did that the right way. I believe you just mentioned that. With LeBron, it's hard because, like, early in his career, I know you say, like, he's always had someone. Like, from, like, 2010 on, yes, 100%, since going to the Heat and then going back to Cleveland. Yeah, but that, I mean, that was his first championship. Though. Exactly. So, yeah, even him, and he didn't win it alone. With Cleveland, that first year he went, if he would have won it then, I think a lot of people would be like, okay, yeah, he was able to do it by himself. And he pretty much did do it in Cleveland by himself for a while. Moved on from that, though. That's kind of one thing I wanted to clear up for so people wouldn't attack you on that. No, they can try to. Uh, he didn't win a championship <laughs> in Cleveland until he went to Miami. That was the first time he did it, and he teamed up, and he did not win it alone. And then when he went back to Cleveland, he had Kyrie Irving and Kevin yep. Love, so he did not win it alone. And Kyrie Irving told all the kids, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. The one yeah. that is kind of sneaky to add to it is the Dallas Mavericks in 2011 that beat um, LeBron. Uh, they had Dirk. They, they also had guys like Jason Kidd. That's what I was going to say, Jason. Yeah, that was a weird – that was such a weird year too because they were getting ready. The NBA was like kind of preparing for like an NBA lockout, and the Mavs, they beat the Lakers, what, the round before in the Western Conference Finals? I do finals? not remember. I believe so because it was like, holy shit, the Mavs were like beating them. But it was kind of like the Bengals this season, but they ended up winning the championship. But like the Lakers got two in there with Kobe. Where he was teamed up with guys like, I mean, his second runner was like Paul Gasol and Dwight Howard. Jason Kidd is, with Dirk is so much better than those guys. And maybe it's just me loving Kobe Bryant. But even you look at some of those other teams that snuck in there and won one. In the early 2000s, uh, you go back to like the Pistons won a championship. They had a, they had a loaded roster, though. Yeah, You go back into the 90s. Hakeem Elijah won winning one was pretty impressive on his own. And then you start Kobe Bryant might be like the only guy who's ever won an NBA title on his own. So everybody who's ever played basketball is a bum except for Kobe Bryant. (laughs) Maybe that's how Kevin Garnett should have worded it. And it would have made more sense, but it's just, I can't believe that he even came out and had to say like, Oh, if you didn't win it on your own, you're a bum. Sorry. Stop, Kevin Durant. They're sorry, Kevin Garnett. It's kind of the same when Charles says it because he did, like, he's anti super teams, but he teamed up in Houston. Yeah, if it would have worked for him, he'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of what, and it's just true, though. It's like what you have to do in the NBA right now. Yeah, sorry, it takes teammates to win. I'll tell you (laughs) what else is true. No quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl by himself, not even Tom Brady. Had great defenses, had other uh, guys to play alongside with him. But I am. I am kind of interested in this whole Kobe Bryant thing. He kind of won one on his own, and I don't know that there's any other player in NBA history that has. And I'm going back. like I'm pretty good NBA history back to the 80s. But even when you get back to the 80s, you run into teams like the Detroit Pistons with Isaiah Thomas. They had a very good roster. The Showtime Lakers, duh, they had a loaded roster. Then you start to get into guys like the Boston Celtics, Larry Bird, and all the players they had. Yeah. So I guess I would say even like the modern NBA, my era of NBA, maybe I should put more respect on Kobe's name. I, I definitely think so. Sorry, I'm. someone just told me that this whole thing that we just discussed with Kevin Garnett's fake, so it's like there's no way. Either way, hopefully it is fake because it is fucking stupid. Stupid, yeah. <laughs> Let's mention some of our great sponsors that are not stupid, though. How about Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri? home of the best happy hour in the world. It runs from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, featuring their two-for-one drink specials, 
and $2 draft pours. And we had some very delicious Chad nachos from there last night. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Be, beware of the jalapenos. <laughs> they, they have the hottest jalapenos I've ever smelled in my life. I don't eat them anymore. <laughs> I, can, I will tell you, I usually get the Chad nachos and I order them no jalapeno. The group we were with last night was pro jalapeno. And I would pick them, just pick them off the chip. That was still a little bit too spicy for me. I don't know what they're doing. Some of the juice got on the chip. Yeah. Remained on the chip. Growing cheese. their own jalapenos at Club 609 <laughs> and not de-seeding them. They're not, or they're not pickled. These are fresh jalapeno that they put on the nachos. They're way too spicy for me. I'm a little bit of a baby when it comes to spice. Chad nachos, still very good, and you can find them at Club 609. Yep. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They are located here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri. They do specialize in tires and lube, but, again, they are much more than that. So visit that website at downtownlube.com for that full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need those tires serviced and that oil changed. Make sure you get that taken care of at Downtown Lube. Now it's time for a little bit of would you rather. Um, and I I got into a little bit of a discussion with one of our one of my followers. I don't know if he's a listener or not. Uh, but it was talking about Sean McVay. Obviously, yesterday I said Sean McVay should go and be a broadcaster. I think that's a good career move. I think it's a good life move. You're going to double your money. But the question, would you rather be a legendary coach or a legendary broadcaster i think i've kind of tipped my hand on what my opinion is i'm going with broadcasting Mm -hmm. and honestly i don't think it's close oh i mean i'm maybe that's because we're in the like the media now but at the same time like that's kind of my hope we go down as legends dog ufc's calling me up like hey man bruce bruce and michael buffer can't make (laughs) it we need someone to fill in like don't you even worry about it i got you right and now coming to announce the fighters country you're going to have to come up with your own catchphrase, though. What do you mean? You can't do the it's time or let's get ready to rumble. What would it be, then? That's what I'm telling you. You have to come up with your own. They're not going to be like, oh, here's the next Michael Buffer. By the way, he says the same thing. That's what his dad said the same thing. Did he not? It's always been it's time. Who's his dad? Bruce Buffer? Brother. Is Michael Buffer. Brother, so Michael and Bruce Buffer are brothers. Uh-huh. I don't remember the dad's name actually. Yeah, I if he was a famous announcer beforehand, the first one I ever came aware of was Bruce Buffer, who used to do boxing. Joe Buffer, <laughs> Jesus, was basic he an announcer? Because <laughs> that is that's news to me. I've never heard of that guy. I'm pretty sure his dad was an announcer <laughs> too. I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm telling you, I literally do not know. I have no clue. But I do say, and I stand by it, legendary broadcaster. And the guy, the, the follower that was in my mentions even yesterday is like, oh, I can name a million legendary coaches, blah, blah, blah. Like, just leave your stamp on the game. And I think the most influential person in NFL football history is John Madden. And you won't change my mind. Yeah. You go even look at Bill Belichick, who's won a million Super Bowls has not had half the impact on football or the NFL that John Madden has. And how do we know John Madden? I know we all watched the documentary recently and we're like, oh, that's cool. He coached the Raiders and retired. I will tell you, as a kid who grew up in the 90s, had no fucking clue he coached. 
I'll be honest, as a kid who grew up in the 90s and 2000s, I didn't know he was a coach of the fucking Raiders. Right? Like, I, I, I learned. I figured that out from watching the Little Giants. Oh, really? Where I was just like, this guy was a coach? <laughs> to me, he was, always, he was the broadcaster. That's how I knew him. He was like, oh, this guy's really good. I had no idea as a child, maybe it was because I was a kid, how he got his start. I learned it later in life that he was the coach of the Raiders and won a Super Bowl, was like the youngest coach at the time to win a Super Bowl, and then retired early. Yeah. But to me, it was like, okay, he's a broadcaster because I was very young. But then the video game became so popular. I think that's where most people know him. If you held up a picture of John Madden, you'd be like, who is this guy? People would be like, video game dude. You better believe it. And I also didn't know he was an announcer for everyday football or like on Sunday. I thought he was just in the game. I was like, man, this guy just straight up started a game, started announcing it. This dude's a legend. No, it's like, actually, he was a pretty good coach for the Raiders, and he's actually a great broadcaster. I was like, okay, huh. look at that. The right. more you know. But, like, yeah, it was because of the video game. Yeah. It, you know, with the broadcasting stuff with Sean McVay, there are a lot of bad football coaches that have won a Super Bowl. You're going to remember some of those legendary broadcasters like the voice of nfl football is to me john madden and pat summerall really yeah I mean, to me it's al michaels and uh like jim nance yeah because you're you're a little bit later yeah. than i am and kevin harlan is getting up there i love listening to him call games yeah i like uh listening to him do basketball games yeah same he's one of my favorite basketball announcers so for me i'm and again maybe it's because we're kind of media guys now i I wouldn't fault Sean McVay one bit if he left coaching. The grind that it takes. And, again, I think I even tweeted it last night. Sean McVay could very well be the next John Madden. Yeah. And I don't like Sean McVay, <laughs> for the record. I'm just happy to hear you say that because I was thinking it, but I was worried to say it to you. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a very similar trajectory that he's on right yeah. now of retiring early after a Super Bowl, getting into broadcasting. Well, they changed the game name. McVay 25. Probably not, but what if they did? You know, or what if... What if ESPN makes a new one? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What if uh, 2K comes out and they're like, by the way, we have rights to the NFL now. We're going to do Sean McVay football. I mean, it's... Hell yeah. I'm buying that. Yeah, I mean... Give me the inside the helmet view again and let me play the game, (laughs) because that was incredible. Freaking loved it. Yeah, so for me, legendary broadcaster, you're making more money. I think you can leave a bigger stamp on the game. And you're not working as much. Yeah. So for that's that one was easy to me. Uh, sound off on I also Twitter. found my uh, my catchphrase if I need it. What is it? Let's go. That's Doesn't it. sound good. It's just me, like, if I came in real subtle about, like, it's time. Give me an example. Nah, it, I'd have to be in the moment. Like, I'd have to do the whole names. I'd have to pick the side. I'd have to say their name, weight, size. And then at the end, the crowd's kind of just building up, building up. There's a little bit of high music playing. Be like, let's go! That's exactly what I, know I could like. get you there. <laughs> you got me, dog. I had to build, I had to hype myself up. Oh, I had to like build the moment for me. <laughs> right. I didn't execute enough. You just give me a microphone. You give me full control. Man, you give me one loud let's go. Would you rather have more time or more money? I think that's hard to answer because the question is, how much time do I already have? <laughs> is it? Too much is the answer. (laughs) For me, uh, I'm not driven by money. It would be time. I feel like if I had more time, I could make more money. Yep. I think that's how I would like to look at it. Mm -hmm. Or, like, man, I don't know. 
We used to get because this- then it's like, man, if you have more money, it's like you don't have to wait. You don't, you know what I mean. You don't have to spend any more time trying to get it. It's like just go and enjoy the time you have because you yeah. have more money. Yeah, it's a very. So I think that's what I would do, honestly. Is the more money? Is more money. It, as long as if I'm someone gave me a million dollars, I would have zero stress in life. <laughs> I know people say more money, more problems. No, 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 no. More happiness is what's yeah. going to bring me. Well, I would, zero stressors. Money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a boat. That's pretty damn close. <laughs> Not for My me. boy. <laughs> but, I was going to say, I didn't know you wanted to get on water all of a sudden. Fuck no. <laughs> no. Uh, every spring, people are like, oh, want to go to the lake? Want to go to the lake? I'm like, no. Do you want to go fly? Like, you Jump out of an airplane without a parachute. That's the equivalent for me. <laughs> Motherfucker, just learn how to swim. You can't learn how to fly where you're humans, but your ass can learn how to swim. I saw an article the other day. It was actually, well, but it's equally if parents scary. don't teach their kids how to swim, they have failed as parents. And I almost sent it to you. I've seen that one, too. I also saw one. I don't remember what it was. I'm not blaming your parents. I just thought it was funny. It was an older black guy who was like, I'm 55 years old. Never in my life have I ever needed to swim. So I can't. <laughs> That's me. I've never needed to swim. I keep my ass out of the deep end. <laughs> the water starts to get too high. Guess what? I'm going in. I'm climbing the ladder. I'm not putting myself out there on boats. There's if no... you were to ever make a bet, could the punishment possibly be learning how to swim? Fuck no. That's impossible. I've tried. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even put yourself in a position to possibly do that. No. Like me, if I run like a sub, if, if I bet a time for this 40 and I beat it, and it's like, okay, instead of washing my chest, Melo has to go learn how to swim. You have to go to the YMCA and sign up for swimming. You have to sleep in a haunted house. That's my punishment? Yeah, eight hours of sleep in a haunted house. But if I beat the time, then you take swimming lessons at the local Y? Yeah. What's the time? Eight hours. No, no, no. The 40-yard dash time. Faster than last year? No, if you do that, then I will go do the the swimming thing. I don't care about your 40 time. Oh, I I have to sleep in the haunted house? For eight hours. Which haunted house? Like, I don't know, a big one. Like my house that I grew up in. You want to know why I'm confident in this? Because you will not do it. You would not get eight hours of sleep. I want you to learn how to swim. It's never going to happen. I have no desire to learn how to swim. Well, if I have a desire to sleep in a haunted house all of a sudden, you better have a fucking desire to it's swim. It's impossible. It's never going to happen. I will never Find do me it. a haunted house. I'll find – I might. Mm-hmm. I might. I don't think we've ever vacationed or traveled to like a lake or a beach together. I'm just, I don't swim. We went to Miami. What do you, we've, but it was we go to January, Mobile. So it was a little different. We ran into the ocean. Yeah, but I wasn't trying to like swim. I was also very drunk. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> and your ass I was like, fuck it, man. I don't know how to swim. Tide's at his strongest at night. Melo goes uh-huh. dead sprint into the ocean. I know his knees hurt, and I know he doesn't know how to swim, and it's dark outside. Right. And your brother's concussed because he fell into a freaking deck of sand. Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. I, I will never learn how to swim. I have no desire to learn how to swim. Okay, that's cool because then I won't have to sleep in a haunted house. <laughs> Which would also be impossible uh, for both <laughs> of us. The last one, would you rather taste like a pineapple <laughs> or smell like a pineapple? What exactly is tasting like a pineapple? All of you. Skin. I, everything. <laughs> everything. I guess probably tastes like a pineapple. I think that's probably the right answer. And then I'd have to find someone whose like, favorite thing is pineapple. <laughs> Who doesn't like pineapple? 
I feel like after a while you get in, you get tired of tasting pineapple. You can't eat. I can't eat pizza every day. That's a lie. I probably could. I ordered it last night. Same. Actually, same. I. It's a fucking addiction. We're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a problem my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Like going I love kicks pizza. of it. It's like ah, I haven't had pizza in a while. And it's like I've had pizza every day this yeah this week. That's what I was trying to tell my daughters uh, for Valentine's Day. They're like, hey, we could get a pizza. And I'm like, this might shock you, but I've had pizza like three out of the last five days. I can no longer, like, I've hit my limit. And that was a true statement. Three out of the last five days, I had had pizza for either lunch or dinner. Yeah. My answers definitely taste like pineapple. But even now, you say it today on a Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, I can probably eat pizza. Yeah, I'm going to go home and have it. I got leftovers <laughs> from last night. Um, because, like, if you smell like a pineapple, I just think, like, I'm going to go on, I'm going to get on a plane. This person's like, I gotta fucking smell pineapple the whole plane ride. Yeah, it, it would be probably awful. be like a faint smell, maybe, but it would still be like a. This guy kind of smells. Someone like goes a, to give you a hug, so, and then they smell your cologne. It's like the waitress uh, yeah. in Miami. Like she served us all night. You, we know, we had to meet the minimum amount or whatever. And she like gave us a hug at the end. She's like, "Hey, had a good time. Congrats on the Chiefs winning." And she's like, "Wow, you smell really good." And I was like, oh, "Thanks. You're really hot." And then like that was the last time I talked to her. So it's whatever. <laughs> but it, like it would be weird. If she was like, "You smell like pineapple." That'd be very awkward. I I think you could spin it. Look at me being the optimist of being like, "Wow, you smell really good." It's kind of like a, a pineapple. Miss um, tropical. Yeah, it's like a tropical thing. Anytime you're with me, you're at the beach. No, that's not right. I, I, I used to know a girl who her lotion was tropical scented. Ooh. That's bringing was back Was it pineapple some, infused? Some memories that I had kind of That would be about. me. I'm going to pineapple infuse you. What? It's taste. It's definitely taste. Yeah, definitely taste. So does that even mean like if, you, if you're kissing like your girl, like your significant other is going to be tasting pineapple Every time you guys kiss her yeah. in your Cheek, interaction. forehead, other, <laughs> all pineapple. All pineapple all the time. If you hate pineapple, you need to check yourself for you. Also, where'd you, did you just come up with this one on your own? I did. <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I just know I you were thinking of it like driving around Joplin. You drive by like pee whip. It was like, oh, what if you taste it or smell like it? Which one would you rather do? Yeah. Push it down in the notes. I'll tell you what I'm going to have to do today, and that's get myself some pineapple. (laughs) I don't mind pineapple, but I've never just craved it. Have you had fresh pineapple, or are you going with the canned stuff? It's always been canned. There's your problem, homie. Bro, you you ever had fresh fresh pineapple? I might change my mind. Have you had fresh pineapple before? I've not. I don't know how to cut pineapple. Wow. Hashtag tell the truth Wednesday. You've never had fresh pineapple. Nope. It's going to blow your mind. Is it really that good? Yeah. It's a I'm top five fruit. It. Top five? Yep. Boom. Run it off real quick. Top five fruits. Cantaloupe. <laughs> watermelon. Pineapple. Banana. Oranges. Apple. Apple. Orange didn't make the top five, huh? I actually, I don't like oranges. What? It's a texture. Have you ever had a fresh me. orange? Yeah. Blow your mind. <laughs> I have. Yeah, oranges are really weird for me um, because I like orange flavoring. Like uh, the Sonic Orange Slush used to be my favorite. They yep. discontinued it. I don't know what those fuckers were thinking. <laughs> uh, they like orange-flavored gum really good. But it's the texture of an actual orange that just doesn't sit right with me. And I'm pretty texture-sensitive to food. Yeah. However, 
I love peeling like oranges and like those little cuties. Yeah, so the little cuties are great. I hate how sticky it is. Yeah. I hate that I have to like continue to lick my fingers <laughs> or suck the stick off of it. It's just <laughs> so oh, yeah. infuriating. But if you taste like pineapple, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I guess. That would be a uh, – uh, Like that would be the thing. You'd be sitting there eating barbecue and you get barbecue sauce in your face. Like you're eating wings and you go to lick – you're getting hey, pineapple-infused like barbecue sauce. Pineapple goes very well with barbecue. You lie. I swear to God, you can grill up some pineapple, marinate some chicken. Okay. And yeah. pineapple like, yeah, yeah. on a skewer. Whew. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm going to eat so much pineapple that I'm going to have a million canker sores tomorrow and just not even be able to talk. You know, I just – have you done the chocolate milk and pineapple? Is that a real thing? <laughs> I would You would surprised. think I would be the guy to do it, but I've, I've never done anything. I, don't, I wouldn't put it past you if you haven't, if you had already. You you mean Dude, like thing you, as the, the amount that you've talked about pineapple is what I have experienced you do with chocolate milk. Big pineapple guy comes <laughs> in number three. That's a my, chocolate milk guy. My, I haven't had <laughs> chocolate milk in a really long time, actually. It's been a week, dude. Yeah, that's a really long time, what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week since I've had chocolate milk. Has it really? Yeah. Look, you, can look at my, you can see my trash can. That's true. There's no chalky milk in there. Just water bottles on a Dr. Pepper. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got – you might just start calling me Big Cat the amount of fucking coffee I got over here. <laughs> I might have to start making those memes with them. My God. Right. All right. That's it for us today. It got weird, <laughs> as it always does, especially at the end of the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us today, as always, especially our regulars, guys like Jacob, Aaron, Brooks Quinn in there. Whoever the hell smaller country is, we will find you. <laughs> I have no idea. I've been I trying to narrow to know it down. That. I'm looking at the picture. We will find you. And if you guys can't notice, the if you're live in the calling app, that picture for smaller <laughs> is a smaller country. That is me, my freshman year of college. That I'm is a full head of hair. Actually, that T-shirt that I'm wearing in there, I got to do like an on-court thing. Here's to tell the truth. That shirt that I'm wearing in that picture, I had to. I got asked to come down on the court during a college game in front of the entire like packed arena and had to play the whole like follow the ball in the cup deal and figure out where it went. Everyone was like, it's three, it's three, it's three. And I go, two. The crowd's like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. Cup raises up, boom, free fucking shirt. I walked out there with my hand up like, wow. And then took that picture fuck with this side, sorry. Yeah. But we come And then I jumped you. on the elevator rails and thought I was cool to watch. Smaller country. I just call me Mr. Liam Neeson's. I'll find you. <laughs> I will find, if it's I the last thing I do. I a set of skills. I will find you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. I guarantee it. And also, I guarantee if you mention us here at Mike Up, they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride, Big Country. And I will be back tomorrow in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central.